Hi, this is Sergeant Betsy Brantner-Smith with the National Police Association, and this is the NPA Report. I have with me today someone who is um, incredibly bright and so enthusiastic about what she does for first responders, especially for the law enforcement community. So I thought you would really enjoy meeting her and learning more about Peak Mind. Dr. Alicia McCoy, welcome to the show. Happy to be here. Hey, so what is Peak Mind? And I, I'm just going to tell people we were at a um, we were at a, a law enforcement survival summit together, and uh, and you guys had a booth, and people kept coming to me and going, "You got to go talk to them. You got to see what they're doing." And then finally, my husband came and said, "You got to talk to this woman." And uh, and so here we are. So so talk about that experience and talk about Peak Mind. Definitely. Peak Mind is empowering safer workplaces and true societal change. What, what I like to say is we're disrupting stress, right? And if you have a human brain, if you're not artificial intelligence and, and you work anywhere across the planet or you are alive in today's day and age, you probably have some sort of stress. We're specifically going into the workplace, law enforcement, right? Their workplace is out in the field. Peak Mind is equipping teams to, through the mental well-being crisis, right, to empower themselves to thrive using cutting-edge technology, our software and our hardware, virtual reality simulations, um, and and loading those with social emotional learning and coping skills, and meeting people where they are in the moment when stress is occurring. So, how did you get involved in this? What's your background? You know, I'm a business owner of 18 years and I hit a point of burnout. My staff hit a point where they were all going in different directions. And I was really looking for a tool to buy to help empower us to thrive. And I looked across the world. And at the time, this was about nine years ago, I didn't find a solution that I thought was was sophisticated enough that could meet everybody with their individual needs, wasn't just one tool to try and fix one problem or solve one thing, but to try and meet all the needs of all of our employees. And as we grew, right, to help to encourage us and empower us. And so being a business owner, not finding something that I, I could buy, it's just in your nature when you're an entrepreneur to, uh, to unfortunately get to the point to say that I will build it ourselves. Um, can we show people a little bit of what Peak Mind is all about? Would love to. There's, you know, the software. Um, definitely can see some of our action steps. We, we like to say that's the, at the core of our product in our software is what action can I take today? What, where am I stressing? What am I stressing about? And what can I do about it? The way that the brain processes through stress and, and, and gradually moves through a crisis is, is nudge theory, right? The theory that we can gently nudge ourselves along, right? We're not going to fix everything overnight, but if we can have residual reminders, reoccurring reminders, and stay consistent, then we can work through what we're going through. And so our software is nudging people through action steps. So the action step today may be go take a walk, go talk to your manager, seek out your EAP assistance line. So we'll, our software reminds you, so you'll get a gentle nudge, and then it asks questions. How are you feeling today? Because we want to understand what's happening today and almost pulse check it, right? Because it, things evolve and change. So let's show people just a little piece of that. Now that you know how to find the action steps to lower your stress in the moment, let's take a look at resources. Once you're redirected to the resources page, you can view them all, or you can choose from the drop-down menu to select and view only the type of resource you're looking for. This can be anything from therapist to chiropractors 
to yoga instructors, or even the Peak Mind team contacts, so you can get a hold of us. So that was really cool. Um, and so this is a reason why you guys received a Best of Tech Award in 2022, isn't it? It is. And, you know, Forbes has recognized us as a diverse founder and diverse company to watch in tech. Um, New York Times, I think we had something published, um, you know, so it's, it's nice to get that notoriety. Um, even here in Indiana, it's we're getting, you know, different press and awards. We were on, you know, one of the local news stations not too long ago, able to showcase our uh, hardware that we're rolling out. Um, the software has been around since we formed the company in early 2020 before the pandemic. However, the virtual reality hardware, we're just now seeing enough of a, a public response and public um, employees want to try it, right? They want to engage with virtual reality. And so the time is right for us to start launching that into the market. So how did you get interested in helping law enforcement officers? Yeah, so over the last years, we've spent most of our nine years in research and development, really understanding the brain, understanding stress, looking at trauma, and asking the question, where is this showing? How is this showing in our in our society? And you can't not, you know, look at law enforcement or, you know, when you when you think about trauma, right? It's it's I, I heard a stat recently, and it's somewhere in the fact, uh, the the statistics of a, a regular, you know, non-law enforcement officer or a military officer is going to have one and a half to two and a half stressful traumatic events in our lifetime. Law enforcement and military officers see upwards of 150 to 750 in their career. So if we really want to help somebody lower stress, everybody needs it. But if we can focus, because as a, as a business, you have to focus sometimes, you know, we really want to lean in and support that demographic and help everybody, um, but specifically help law enforcement, because we know how stressful it is. So let's talk about that. There are, you know, when we talk about um, stress for a law enforcement officer, of course, we think of um, getting into a shooting or, or other deadly force um, situation, which of course is very stressful. But but, you know, that's not most law enforcement officers. Most law enforcement officers will not have to shoot someone during their career. Um, but let's look at some of the other stressors, right? Right now, American law enforcement all around this nation um, is incredibly short-staffed. Another big stressor that we face is shift work. And, and that's something you and I talked about offline. How does all that um, time zone differences and lack of sleep. And, um, you know, we're going into the dark times now, right? Winter. Um, how does all that affect your stress level and what does peak mind do to help that? For sure. Well, the first thing we do is remind people what to do, or, or I should say the first step is education because making people aware when winter is here, seasonal affected disorder is, you know, something when somebody has, lower um, access to sun, lower access to vitamin D levels, then their body is producing more melatonin, you know, so we're either producing, um, you know, one thing in the, the summertime and what in melatonin in the wintertime. And so our, our brains are processing chemicals and hormones. And so stress starts in the middle of our brain. And so it's just, I like to say it's, it's supply and demand. You know, what is our inventory level of our hormones in our different body? And so if we're too high in melatonin, then we get sleepy, right? Melatonin is the, the hormone that puts us to sleep at night that our bodies naturally produce. And so if we have more of that in wintertime, then we're feeling sluggish. We're feeling like we want to sleep more, which, you know, lends to, am I depressed? 
I'm having depressive feelings. And so seasonal affective disorder doesn't affect everybody, but it is something to be aware of that if you feel that you go very easily into depressive states and you stay there and you don't want to come out of it, right, the valley of despair, then that might be something you talk to a therapist about or a counselor or a, you know, a trusted advisor. So what is the human element to peak mind before we talk about some more of the technology stuff. I know there's a human element to it. What is that? For sure. Uh, in the software, you know, we're teaching compassion, empathy, sympathy, you know, making people aware of what perspective other people might be going through, you know, because if we're feeling okay and we're not going through a life crisis, others might be, and they may not be sharing that vocally with us, but physically we may see that on them or it, we may just not be aware at all. And so understanding, you know, that it's not just our perspective. We can assume somebody looks angry, but there could be something behind it. There could be pain. Um, um, and, and trauma behind it. Um, so being aware of self and others, we like to say is one of our core missions. So we want to educate people on what others might be feeling. And then the human side that we provide for our clients is that we, we provide humans as well. We like to call them hospitality coordinators. And so we can't just send you technology or we choose to not just send you technology and hardware and say, go figure it out on your own. Good luck. We send a human hospitality coordinator with you to guide you through the journey because somebody has to implement this in companies. And we want to be there to support the person implementing this to, to truly see the success rates and the engagement rates. So American law enforcement has become this horrible political football that that really shouldn't be right. You know, safety's not political. Policing's not political. We, and, and cops, when we show up at your house or or at your crash scene or whatever, we don't yeah. we don't ask you for your voting card. Right. We don't care what political party you're a part of. But that's become very stressful, hasn't it? It has. The voting season, right? We knew that coming into the voting season that just passed that stress was increasing, anxiety, right? Um, worry, anxiety. Our brains, we have to understand, are naturally hardwired to, to feel um, stress, to feel worried and to think about what, you know, all the thousands of things that we think could go wrong in our lives. And so whether that's political or, you know, am I going to lose my house? Am I going to lose my kids? Whatever, am I going to lose my job? If our brains are 80% of our brain is hardwired to mind wondering, then we're thinking all day long about what are the worst things that could happen. So training ourselves through habit and repetition and simulations to get to the focus brain, it doesn't, that can be applied to any different situation or circumstance that we face in life. And that's really the core of what Peak Mind is trying to do. We want to give you tools for your tool belt before you need them, before you get into a crisis, whether it's a car wreck or if you're law enforcement, you're going into a situation, you know, we want to give you tools to better handle that situation and, and, you know, think about what decision am I going to make? The more that you stop mind wondering and coming up with the worst case scenario and focus on if this happens, here's my step. This is my crisis action plan for whatever situation. Then train your brain for the positive versus the mind wondering and the, and the negative toxic, you know, all the, the worst things that we could think of. So explain what mind wandering is, because I, I, um, I'm fascinated by this because this is one of the things we teach in officer survival training is uh, that uh, worrying is yeah. negative visualization. This is a lot of visualization, right? 
It is. That's exactly what it is. We're, we just envision 10 different ways that the bear could attack us and we're never going to see a bear. Or we could envision, you know, right? We're very creative, thanks to Hollywood, I'd like to say, right? We've watched so many movies. We've played that scenario in our head as to as if it's us. But you're, you're exactly right. We've now visualized that for our life. And when do we spend time visualizing positive? I mean, maybe if you do the, the positive affirmations and visualizations of winning the lottery, right, then that's, but those are the, the few and far between. We don't, most humans and adults, we haven't been trained to really focus on the positive. We just, we think about all the other, the cool scenario of, of whatever Hollywood is, has shown us. How does Peak Mind deal with those kind of individual um, scenarios, if you will? Yeah, through virtual reality simulations, you're helping to de-escalate, you're helping to again, visually see yourself in the scenario so you can think about, oh, how did that make me feel, right? Envisioning where you feel. If, it, if you feel a way that you don't want to feel again, then you can start to the habit of changing that feeling, changing the synapse, right, in our brain that goes to, I always stress about this. This, you know, cortisol hit hits me and I, you know, the adrenal fatigue you know, or the adrenal, adrenaline hits me and how do I react? If you don't want to react that way, then you can, through simulation, start to say, okay, breathe through it you know, watch it the second time, you're not as escalated, you're not as hyper, you know, manic or hyper aroused. And so everyone has a level of homeostasis in our brain, where we when we're cool, calm and collective, that's homeostasis. And everybody's is different, right? Some people are naturally higher, some people are naturally lower, but understanding self, walking yourself through those simulations, and then starting to figure out, okay, how do I want to feel train my brain to think about I can survive this, I can overcome this, you know, this isn't the end of X, Y, and Z, then that helps you to think that when you are, are in that situation, that there is a way out. And then your body doesn't react as, as hyper aroused as it once was before you were, you visualize that simulation. What are some of the health benefits, the physical health benefits yeah. of peak mind? Yeah, well, we kind of talked about it before sleeping better, right? And so too much adrenaline in the day, you know, keeps you up at night, right? Because you're not, you're not, your body isn't producing as much of the melatonin, which helps you to sleep better. So that's why they say calm yourself down 30 minutes to 60 minutes before you go to bed so that you do feel better and you can sleep, you know, because sleep is where we can regenerate cells. We can, right, get to that level of, of different sleep states that we need to be, to feel more rested, to regenerate all the, the good stuff, so, you know, so and demand. If you, you drain all your dopamine or your cortisol and your adrenaline the, the day before a really stressful week, then your, your inventory levels are low. So you're going to feel depleted if you need that, you know, healthy, happy uh, hormones because it's all interconnected. Right. Right. And we're finding out that um, fatigue is one of the most dangerous conditions for American law enforcement, more than we ever thought possible, isn't it? Yeah. Well, listen to, I mean, they say people sleep driving, right? When you're or driving, when you're sleepy is sometimes worse than driving drunk, right? Or, or those type of things. And so, right. We need to feel our best. We need to get sleep. Um, we need all of us, um, law enforcement as well, but also high blood pressure, right? That's another main stressor. All that cortisol adrenaline is, is spiking your blood pressure all day long. And so we know that that wears our heart down. It wears down our arteries, um, you know, stroke risk, right? We've, we've, 
elevated our brain too much, right? Elevated our, our blood vessels too much too and too often. And we're not getting a lot of those, those rest states to, re, to regenerate. So it, it is, you're, you're less, you know, you're more anxious. So you're not sleeping as well. Your body's producing too much. You know, you're using all your glucose because it, glucose is a part of the dopamine process and the cortisol process. Right. And so when your glucose is low, you reach for sugar, you reach for snacks, your body wants to, to increase that sugar to get yourself back up to homeostasis. So it's just a negative cycle that we stay on, right? Um, that most of us don't get off of. We don't get off that roller coaster. And so Peak Mind at its core is trying to educate people to be aware of some of these things, to, to say to yourself, how do I assess what I'm feeling? Go get a hormone check if you need. Microbiologists, blood tests are amazing. I think every human after age 25, 35 should get their hormones and, and blood pressure and all, you know, all of that checked, right? It's understand where you are, find out what you need to be your best. Don't just look at what everybody else is doing because chances are you're not chemically made up the same way, right? Um, you're hardwired different from your upbringing and your experience and exposure in life. Now, um, let me ask you this. Do we, we know that um, men and women, um, our brains are structured differently. Our, our hormone levels are differently. The way our bodies produce and use things like cortisol and things are different. Does peak mind adjust for all that? We do. And we look at environmental factors that are happening around us. Um, and so, you know, comprehension is the first step, understanding. So some people can self-disclose what they're doing or they're struggling with, right? And we can meet them where they are via an action step. We have also recommendations that we make to great therapists, coaches, experts, that if we deem this is helpful for you, then we'll send you those resources as well. So you can go and do your own self, you know, self-work and, and put in um, the focus time into what is going to help you empower you to thrive. So if I was a police chief and I was worried about, um, you know, worried about the mental and physical health of my personnel, what would you say to me to convince me that this is something my organization needs? Yeah, well, unfortunately, we don't have to do much convincing because people are aware of all the issues that exist we're presenting a solution that hasn't existed before and we're doing it in a unique way that doesn't give more paperwork to a sergeant or a chief. It doesn't give more hassle, right? We've through our nine years of research and development, we that was one thing that was important to us is how do we not add administrative burden to somebody? It's a software that you can buy, log in, you know, plug and play. And, and go to work for those that need it. And so giving the software to every employee, like you said, not just officers, but you know, in all sorts of different areas of the company, making sure everybody can is empowered. Because if you're your best, you may be able to help somebody else that you see in distress. You may be able to be a good ally or a friend for that person and a shoulder for them to lean on. Is this something that, well, first of all, is it also going to be something on each individual person's phone or how does that work? It is. Every user gets their own unique login. It's anonymous. Um, the you know reports are aggregated. It is not. Um, we don't say that Alicia stresses every day and she comes in with a ten out of ten stress load. <laughs> we uh, right. We're just meeting the needs of the person. Um, and so we, because mental health still has a stigma, we really want to protect the anonymity because we just want to meet the person where they are and meet them with their specific specific needs and not. We're not here to get them get them in trouble. Is it broken down by, um, for example, let's say um, one particular patrol shift, you know, all these people that that get on from midnight to eight in the morning, let's say, 
um, have these high, high stress levels. Yeah. Is that something that the administrator would be able to see? You can. We work with them during onboarding to designate the reports that they'll see. If they have any group that's too small, that's that's easy to identify, we won't aggregate the data in a small sample set. But if you've got, you know, 15, 20 plus and up people, and we can say that out of this group of 20 folks, here's, you know, when they're most stressed. Um, commute into work, we know is a big stressor for most people, right? They're they're starting, again, that mind wondering, they're starting to think what's going to happen today. Is this going to be a good shift? Is it not going to be, right? So all the thoughts that are going in are causing stress to be elevated. Um, and so Again, we're, we're watching all of that, the data trends, so that we can then inform the lieutenants or the sergeants or chiefs that, hey, when they get their level set and say, let's refocus, right? If we think whether it's positive affirmations or whatever they like to say, that we want to support them with that because then they can coach their people. i tell you what, this is fascinating, especially the, you know, not just the end user part of it, but the data mining part of it. So that I, I wish as a patrol sergeant, for example, I could have had this kind of data just so that I knew, for for example, what you just talked about, that my people are really stressing as they're driving into work. So by the time they're in front of me in roll call, right. if I had some things that I could say to them and help them work through before I sent them out on the street for 12 hours, that would be extraordinary, wouldn't it? Exactly, it will. And that's what we're seeing, um, exactly that. You know, it's knowledge is power, um, using data in the right ways, you know, and that's at, at the, our mission is to make sure that we're really taking care and protecting that data and anonymity, but giving people enough to make true substantial change. Oh, that's fantastic. So Alicia, where can uh, people find more about Peak Mind? Where can they see the full demonstration? Yeah, we would love to do a, a demo with anybody. Um, we can do live in person or via Zoom. www.joinpeakmind.com is the best website for us. We've got a ton of information and videos on there. And then on all the social social media channels and, and YouTube and LinkedIn, we're at Peak Mind Online. Alicia, thank you so much for what you're doing, not just for American law enforcement, but for the population in general. Um, we so appreciate it. And if you would like more information about the National Police Association, visit us at nationalpolice.org. enforcement officers were involved in hundreds of thousands of use of force incidents. A use of force incident is when an officer must use nonverbal tactics to gain control of a dangerous situation. Put the knife on the ground. In many cases, officers have no choice but to use force when a suspect doesn't comply with a lawful order. Use of force is always ugly. No one likes it, especially police officers. Together, we can help de-escalate these dangerous encounters. Help police officers by complying with their lawful orders. Don't attack, attempt to disarm, or flee from an officer. Use of force is an officer's last option. Most incidents can be avoided by not resisting arrest. If you feel you've been wrongfully detained by a police officer, then seek a legal solution after the encounter has been resolved. Let's keep everyone safe. Comply now and complain later.